Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews every Monday and short daily episodes just like this one released Tuesdays all the way through to Sundays. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now today is 24th of September and we're looking at the man who led the first Liverpool band to have a number one hit in the UK. And no, it wasn't the Beatles. But first, looking at some events on this day, and we stick with the Beatle theme. In 2018, Paul McCartney was at number one on the US album chart with his latest release, Egypt Station. It was his 17th solo album and the first that had topped the US album chart since 1982's Tug of War. On the album theme, on this day in 1991, Nirvana released the now iconic Nevermind. It would go on to start a whole revolution in music, with sales now in excess of 30 million worldwide. And going back to 1966, Jimi Hendrix arrived in the UK on this day with his manager Chaz Chandler. He turned up with just the clothes he was wearing, and apparently one of the first things he did when he got here was to legally change his name from James to Jimmy. So there you go. But for our main show, we focus on a man born on this day in Liverpool in 1942. Yes, the great Jerry Marsden was born 80 years ago today. He sadly passed away in January last year. Now, Jerry Marsden was, of course, the main man with the Merseybeat band Jerry and the Pacemakers. Although they didn't have massive success in North America, although seven top 40 hits is not to be sniffed at, they were huge here in the UK. In fact, they became the first act to get to number one with their first three singles, a feat that wouldn't be repeated for two decades. And that was by another Liverpoolian group, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Anyway, Jerry and the Pacemakers topped the charts first with How Do You Do It, beating fellow Merseysiders the Beatles to get to a number one hit. They followed that with I Like It, and then another anthem, You'll Never Walk Alone, which has become famous the world over, especially in a sporting context. Now, I'm going to play a clip from an early interview I did here on Vintage Rock Pod with a songwriter whose songs have sold more than one billion copies worldwide. Yes, you heard that right. One billion. He told some wonderful stories, believe me. His name is Mitch Murray, and he was the man who wrote the first two of those number ones for Jerry Marsden, and he tells the brilliant story of how this came about. First of all, I I hadn't signed a publishing contract for this song, and uh, once if you do, if you do that, you don't actually have the control. The publisher has that control. And so with that in mind they had to talk me into letting them try it out in the studio think of it talking me into letting the beatles record a mono song but of course it wasn't like that in those days beatles were our known group mm-hmm. i thought what kind of a name is that you know all sorts of stuff that really look in history sort of paints a different picture over the years doesn't it i didn't want an unknown to do it i really felt the song was a, a hit and i wanted a big artist they said look We'll try it in the studio, and if you don't like it, there's not much we can do about it. I heard it the day after they recorded it, and I also heard the B-side, and I thought, well, this is out of the question. It's terrible. They deliberately try to downplay it and, and not give it their best in order for Love Me Do, what's it called? Love Me Do, mercy, <laughs> um, for that to be the A-side. And although I thought Love Me Do was pretty catchy, but mine was catchier. 
And uh, so I was not happy anyway. Look, I said, no, I can't let that happen. At the same time, the Beatles, you know, uh, didn't want the song anyway. And um, George Martin had given them the same deal, really. If you don't like it, we won't put it out. And they said, we don't like it. (laughs) Now, Brian Epstein loved it. George Martin loved it as a song. I mean, not necessarily particularly that version. So, um, and Brian said, he said, I've also got the second biggest artists in Liverpool. That's Jerry Mars and Jerry and the Pacemakers. Would you let them try it? I said, yes, all right. But the same, yes, he said, the same deal. Anyway, when I heard that, I thought, oh yeah, where do I sign? That was a fantastic record he made. He had a terrific presence, almost like an American, where you really hear the voice right up. But you also hear the background, everything's clear, and the drums and the bar and the piano and all of that. And I thought, this is perfect. This is just what I wanted. Even though he's unknown, he'll have a hit with us. And he did, number one. Meanwhile, uh, Love Me Do came out. I probably got to number what, 15, 11. I have no idea. <laughs> Not the sort of figures I like to deal with. So <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, but it worked out really well for all of us because the Beatles... Love Me Do went into the charts. I got the first number one, the first Liverpool number one, which is How Do You Do It, had number one before the Beatles. And I also got the follow-up and I started my career through that. The Beatles got Love Me Do and I I think they did quite well after that. Um, You you talked about Jerry's follow-up then. You obviously wrote his second number one as well. I like it. Yes, I did. And that went to number one too. uh, But before, I didn't even know I was competing with John Lennon at the time for that single. I just assumed, you know, I've just got number one. Of course they want my next song. Arrogance. Lovely. But I walked into Dick James' office one day and Paul was in the other room with uh, Dick and with Brian Epstein. And they said, just wait in Dick's office and he'll be back in a second. So I walked into Dick's office and Lennon is sitting there. And we'd all met each other a few times by Mm -hmm. then. And he stood up and we shook hands and he says, if you get that follow-up for Jerry... I'll bloody thump you. <laughs> so I thought, right, that is worth a thump in anybody's money, you know. Anyway, turned out that he'd written a song called uh, Hello Little Girl, didn't make it, mine did. So I started off my career by beating the Beatles, and John Lennon particularly. <laughs> so, so Mitch Murray to the Beatles nil at this point. That's going well, isn't it? Yeah, but it didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> The brilliant Mitch Murray there. He's a brilliant, flamboyant and fun guest. And like I said, his songs have collectively sold over one billion copies around the world. Now you can hear all his stories on episode five of Vintage Rock Pod. Check it out. But that's it for September 24th. I'll be back tomorrow with another This Day Rocks talking about a big event on this day in the history of rock. So until then, take care. Take care.